Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Keto and Energetic Balance for You. Uh, today on the show, I have my friend, Master Lama Versaji back, and he is one of the 12 Lamas of the world. And today we are going to talk about his take on vaccinations and how Tai Chi Gung can be of some benefit in helping if you've had vaccinations or say you've had family or friends that have a vaccination. So anyways, I'm super excited to talk about this with him. So how are you doing today, Master Lama? It's so good to have you back. Eating healthy, living healthy, being healthy. This is the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast, a podcast focused on holistic wellness and teaching you about incorporating the keto diet and lifestyle changes to achieve an energetic balance, teaching you how to live now so you don't struggle to live later. And now, your host, Jessica Ankaya. Well, thank you, Miss Jessica. It's wonderful to be back with you and your audience again. And uh, if I was doing any better, that had to be two of me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So in one of your podcasts, I've heard you mention about the Lamasary and sort of their take on vaccinations. So I know that vaccines can definitely cause systemic inflammation throughout your body. So explain to us on how Tai Chi Gung may help reverse the inflammatory process? Well, you know, whether people, first of all, let me speak to vaccinations in general. And that is, you know, there's a saying in, in, in Judean Christian scripture, as you believe, so it is unto you. So the Lamasary kind of takes neutral, you know, what people do or do not do in medical treatment is kind of based on when you really think about it, where they're at, how educated they are about what they need to do. And then what is their belief aspect in what they do? Okay. So what, you know, there's a lot of people out there over the years that have implemented all forms of vaccines. And a lot of them believe that they work. And a lot of what's happening today in vaccines is they believe they work. So they take the vaccine and they don't get the illness or the virus and they don't realize how much, how strong their belief is connect. What the Lama series says, you should do or do not do based on how you believe. That is what's crucial. And that's what I see everybody missing about all the vaccines. I mean, we have polio vaccines, you know, we have um, vaccines related to, uh, you know, different forms of liver function and not, or, or, or people get a yearly shot for the flu and, you know, and they've changed that over the years, but it really still comes down to, do you believe that it works? Well, if you believe it works, I've, we've always, Lama series always have been a believer that the person should treat their health in this way, Jessica. You should be the CEO of your health. You should be the CEO of your level of spirituality. All of us should have counsel, which includes the medical field, should include the holistic community, right? And 
we should look at them as advisors and like our board of directors of the company of our spirit, mind, and body. So when something comes up that we think we need to do in order to maintain optimum health, right? It should not be driven by fear. It should be driven by an intelligent decision that people make. So I'll go to my the medical field and I'll say, hey, doc, hey, specialist, what do you think? And th there's a good chance that I might want to get a second or third opinion about that, right? Okay. Then I'll go over here and I'll talk to my homeopathy doctor. I'll probably talk to my acupuncture physician. I'll talk to my massage therapist. I'll probably talk to my nutritionist, right? And I'll listen to what they got to say. But I need to make that decision and then be responsible for that decision. I use this outside force as reference to the decision that I'm going to make with the Holy Spirit on the inside. Now, what's in key here is that I think one of the things that's making some people sick and not get sick is that they're in conflict with that decision-making that I'm talking about. I think that is, a, people wanna blame the vaccine. People wanna not blame a vaccine. I think the real issue is that's hardly anybody Jessica's talking about except for llamas and the llamasary, as usual. We're usually ahead of the game, ahead of the curve. And that is, hey, Jessica, how do you believe? Should you have it or should you not have it, right? So we want to make a demon, it looks like, Jessica, almost out of anything. Oh, it's what's in this one. It's what's not in this one. So let's make a <laughs> demon out of it, right? It's bad. Get rid of that needle. Da, 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 da. The funny thing about it is most people, you know, Tai Chi Gung is an inside game and it's a system of empowerment, of self-empowerment. I, I know you've trained enough now that you know okay. that. It makes you more powerful. You feel stronger. You feel your will getting stronger. You can do things that maybe a couple of months ago you didn't think you even thought about doing. I mean, we had a lady recently that went on her second 45-day challenge. In the midst of that, I always tell people, keep, keep pen and paper close, all right? And she came up with an idea for a business that she knows is going to make her a millionaire. And she came up with the idea when she was practicing. See, when we're practicing, Always keep a pen and pencil because remember, there's, I don't know, a system on the planet that is as powerful and as straightforward, Jessica, is balancing both hemispheres of the brain. Oh, yeah. And the moment when you balance the creative with the analytical, any decision that that person makes from that, from that point on, when they're already in that state of balance, is going to be a smart decision compared to when they're not in that state of balance see right. and so this is why i always say keep pencil and paper in when we get people on our weekly live webinars that we train we tell them the same thing 
Yeah. I say, get your pen. You know, you've been there. Oh, get yeah. Get your pen, get your paper. I'm a teacher for most, right? Yeah. I'm a teacher. I give homework and I expect it done because I know if they don't do it, they're not going to get the results, right? It's kind of like taking a T-bone steak and rubbing it on your arm thinking you're going to absorb the nutrition that way, which is ludicrous, right? So the biggest point about all these vaccines that I think people are missing, Jessica, is they're not getting enough knowledge. They're not asking what's in the vaccine, the the, 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 the intelligent questions. Then they're not going back to their board directors of their health and bouncing it off of them. And then... it wouldn't hurt to pray about it, meditate on it, and do a couple of days of 20 to 40 minutes of Tai Chi Gong, and then say, Jessica, Rasaji, how do you really feel about this vaccine? And then, this is what the Lamasary believes. When you make that decision, and you're in alignment with your belief, whether you have it or you don't have it, you're going to be fine. Ah. Now, let's talk the next phase. Let's say that the person took the vaccine and they didn't do anything that I just said. Mm. So what happens? They're living in a state of fear now, right? So now we need to have another conversation about what happens because most of the people are not going to do what we just talked about. See, If they did, that's what it means to be conscious, right? See, people make a big deal out of, are you conscious enough, Lama Rasaji, you know? And the point is, is do they even know what conscious means being aware? It means paying attention. It means, it means like, you know, we used to have this show on in America for years, you know, Monty Hall, let's make a deal. Door number one, door number two, door number three. Well, today, the world, especially if people have an agenda, then let's say it's kind of like I walk into the town and, you know, the guys that have the three cups and they have a little marble and they're going to spin it around and then they're going to ask you to guess where that that ball is. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, if they actually have a ball and the real shysters of the world, they do this and they don't even have a ball. Right. So, you know, you're not going to win. Right. It's rigged. Right. Right. See, there is a lot of stuff out there where people don't have everybody's best intentions. That's what's also going on. So if you take if you go through what I said before, you're going to make the right decision. But back to Monty Hall, imagine if Monty Hall says, Behind door number one, and he gives you all these things. And then behind door number two, he tells you 50%. And then door number three tells you little to nothing. And he says, okay, Jessica, now you make a decision. Which which curtain would you like to pull? How in the world can you make a rational, intelligent decision when you don't know equally what's behind. So now you're in the guessing game, right? Right. That's all you can do is guess, right? Mm-hmm. Well, human souls yeah. don't want to guess. They want to know, right? right? So what I'm trying to tell them 
is I want you to align belief with knowledge. Oh my God, Lama Rasaji, that sounds so simple. Well, God simplifies, man complicates everything. So I want you to get, get enough knowledge to make an intelligent decision. Then I want you to get in your mirror meditation. I want you to speak this and watch how you feel about it. Watch the expression change on your face. Watch the light change in your eyes. For people who are really spiritual, they could probably even see the energy field around them change. You're going to know what in that exercise. Do you believe this or not? Aha. Mm -hmm. Shakespeare said, to thy own self be true. See, the problem in the world today is people don't know who to believe and who not to believe. No. Discernment is like almost out the window nowadays, right? So they jump from one news channel to the other. They're surfing, trying to see, can they get a better answer because they don't want to go inside and find it themselves. Tai Chi Gong was given to the world to say, don't be reactionary, be causation. Do everything with specific intention that is driven from your soul, your Sharat. Weigh the scale. Think about the good, the bad of what you're getting ready to do. Does it hurt someone? Will it hurt you? What do you do? All right. So again, they don't do any of this stuff and they had a vaccine. I mean, there's people out there today pushing, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, that you have the polio and then later years, hot, uh, not hives, but shingles. Shingles. Okay. No. Oh my God. You can go to any grocery store that has a pharmacy today, or you can go to Walgreens or CVS and you can walk up and you can get a shingles vaccine and pay two to $300 to get these things. Now that's a problem with me because I'm wondering what is really driving all the vaccines to start with. And it sounds like what usually drives everything in the corporate world and that's money. Could be in this case, might not be, but somebody follow the money trail as they say, be a little forensic and follow what's going on and you'll know what the agenda is. Personally, I would no more take that than I would take any other vaccines. But I took vaccines when I was young because I wasn't old enough to know whether to take them or not. And so my mom and my dad in the 50s and 60s did to whatever kids that were born and they gave them the polio vaccine. You know, I still got the mark on my arm, like a lot of people from my generation, right? But what I do know with or without the vaccine, your belief and the strength of your autoimmune system is going to be the key. So now I want to speak to the people that have had some form of vaccine, could have been shingles, could have been something else. And they're scared. And I want you to understand, if you haven't been praying much up to now, it's a good time to start praying and maybe probably turn off the and turn off the TV a little bit because there could be something you hear on the TV 
that's going to make you even more fearful. And the last thing you need to tune into right now are things that make you fearful. That's that's the key. That's why I control in our group the postings, as I was sharing with you before, on the My Patriot Network on the COL, because I don't want to see that. Everybody can look for that garbage somewhere else. I don't want to see that garbage, Absolutely. right? Yes. Okay. So we're solution oriented. I want people to think about light, love, God. That's what I want them to think about. Because that's who's going to get them through it, whether they had it and it was a conscious choice or whether they had it and some relative or some medical official pushed them or worse yet, some corporate head pushed them to have it, right? That's, I want them to know that if their prayer life gets strong, right, they get right with God, and they understand they can make their, auto, there's a lot of ways to make your autoimmune system, get enough sunlight every day. In order to make an autoimmune system strong, you need about good 20 to 30 minutes of the best form of vitamin D comes straight from the sun. So go out and go for a walk, because that's like the second most important thing to do. So there, there now your time management. You want to throw in some prayer beads mm -hmm. and walk and get in the sun. Now you're doing three spiritual disciplines at the same time. Talking about time management, right? And if you don't want to talk out loud because you're scared somebody's going to think you're a nutcase, then say it silently or say it mentally. But here you are walking for 20, 30 minutes getting exercise, your heart's pumping, you're taking deeper breaths because you have to, breathing and heart rates really go together, then you're getting your muscles stimulate, you're getting vitamin D, but not only vitamin D, the sun rays hits the earth, and the prism reflection even feeds the chakras, mm. so you bounce off that and those ultraviolet rays that is like what they call a prison of light. I'll never forget, you'll find this story funny. But years ago, when my two oldest sons, which are now 30 and 27, when they were about seven and four, we were at the beach one day and uh, their uncle, my brother-in-law then was a general physician who specialized in sports medicine. And we were at the beach. He was living at the beach and we went out to visit him and we were kind of kicking up the waves and throwing Frisbees and everything. And he had the, the darkest sunglasses you could probably see on somebody because you couldn't even see his eyes, right? <laughs> and so he looked at me and he made a comment to my two sons, John and Chris. He says, your dad, I've noticed he never wears sunglasses. <laughs> and, and they said, yes, Uncle Jojo, because he does not want to block the nutrition. Mm -hmm. How about that for a seven-year-old, right? That's doesn't want to block the nutrition. So he was revealing to a doctor who specializes in sports medicine, who knew a lot about nutrition but didn't know about that kind of nutrition. See, in Tai Chi Gong, we tell people there's DNA nutrition, there's psychic elementary nutrition, and then there's the nutrition from your spirit and your soul, we call spiritual nutrition. 
It's very interesting, Jessica, but we're continuing answering today the general's themes on vaccines and that if your spiritual nutrition is strong and if your psychic nutrition is strong, you need less DNA. And it's funny because the more balanced you are at these three levels of nutrition, guess what probably benefits one of the most is your autoimmune system. So what we know today is being involved in the elements of nature, earth, air, water, and fire, the sun and the moon. Also, the stars produce a certain kind of energy. Spiritual nutrition and, and, and relatively some basic DNA nutrition, you know, orange juice and taking vitamin C's is highly underrated. Vitamin C can do a lot in the human body. It's amazing. I've seen it take an impotent man and make him potent just by heavy doses of vitamin C. So you put all that together. I don't care whether you got the poke or didn't get the poke. You're, <laughs> you're in pretty good shape, you know? Right. Now, again, it comes to your belief system. Finally, here's the neat thing about belief system. Who do we think chooses belief? Who do we think chooses how much our faith is? We do. We choose. We make that choice. As a matter of fact, that is one of the key free will choices that God gives to us. He's hoping that we make the right choice and that we have a lot of faith and a lot of belief. But a lot of people have this concept that faith and belief is God. They don't know that that is actually a separate action. That is the human will becoming in alignment with the divine will. And God won't give that to you automatically. You have to give that to yourself. And when you do, this is how he knows we love him. Because as our faith grows in him, as our belief grows in him, then it's a, a really great way of him saying, oh, they love me like I love them. Well, this is a special child, right? And if a parent sees that in their children, in their, in their children, oh my God, well, you know, I mean, you've got yeah. kids, I've got yeah. kids, Pablo's got kids. Oh my God, your heart just dances. If they just show you that for a couple of minutes or they bring you home something from school and they drew a picture of mommy and daddy and they show themselves wrapping their arms around you or they just wrap their arms around. What the heck do we think when we do that with the father in heaven? What do we think that does to him? Do you know, most people don't know this, Jessica, right. but God created us to just have us freely turn to him and say to him exactly what he's always done for us, which is love us unconditionally. That's all he wants. And in the heart, the real heart of heart of any good parent, they have this toward the kid. Yeah. Now they we're, we're challenged by those kids. Don't get me wrong. Especially... Well, yeah especially at adolescence, 
especially at adolescence, right? You don't have the kids going through that yet, right? Or do well, my well, my daughter's right at the peak. She's 12. yeah. There you go. Get ready. I'm starting to see yeah, yeah. The change. Well, it's what we call but, temporary temporary insanity, right? Right. That's all that's, of a sudden puberty yeah. hits, and my God, there's what we call temporary insanity. Mm-hmm. I know more than mommy and daddy ever thought about knowing. Yeah. And and until they get completely through puberty, a lot of people don't know this, that some people are 18 to 22 until they get completely through puberty. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't and, know. And yeah, I kept growing. I mean, I was 19, 20 before I finally quit getting taller. But I was getting taller very slowly. But I was still, you know, high school, I was a senior in high school. Look back two or three years later because of yoga and dance kept stretching me out, right? And 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 yoga and dance are great for that. I mean, they're great for the spine, right? Yeah. And goodness gracious, I mean, I shot up another inch or two two years after high school. And it was martial arts, tai chi, yoga, dance, a combination of all those body movements. And going and getting good massages, all of that I accredited to me. But at the same time, I also watched my energy. Not only that, is I was blessed with the fact that, as you know, I didn't have much health when I was young. And when I finally came back in my body, I didn't know this till a couple of years later. It took me looking back to become aware of what happened. But when my physical body decide to survive death, I not only embraced physical life, but as Master Rabbi Jesus said, I, I embraced, that was the, also the beginning of my second birth. My kundalini kicked in right on the operating table that day as I came back in. It was the beginning, but it would just grow and slowly grow and puberty was the physical counterpart and that's how i know between my experience and master rabbi jesus's experience of course the lamasary knowing all the years that he was on the planet that the church for whatever reason doesn't want to tell people about of which we're going to be telling people about that real soon yeah i heard that and you know, those two experiences alone and the Lamasary validating this finding that I had, and that is, is that second birth is supposed to be as natural as puberty. And it's supposed to begin to happen the same time as puberty. In other words, our what yoga calls chakras, wheels that spin, and the spokes and the nadas are psychic endocrine system and if we know when we go through puberty is that we wake up the endocrine system and our energy body is connected and feeding our physical it would make sense that it would wake up the spiritual and psychic body also and that's exactly what was supposed to happen what's happened is over a period of time there were different teachers around during different ages with different agendas and because of these different agendas and because we kind of as a human race every 12 to 24,000 years we kind of fall asleep consciously if you will because that's what really happens we fall asleep consciously and 
we let ourselves get bamboozled. Mm -hmm. And there's people out there all day and Sunday. If you want to let people bamboozle you, they'll they'll do it. They'll razzle dazzle you. There's false prophets. There's and they're in every walk of life, politically, the government, the medical field, the educational field, the religious field. Uh, it's everywhere that they are. And, and it's funny, you know, uh, in the Western world, especially here in America, we're so much taught that bigger is better. And because so many people buy into that, when they see an individual has a big following, could be Facebook, could be YouTube, mm -hmm. whatever, we have the natural tendency to think, oh my goodness, they must be really truthful and special. And guess what? Until somebody comes along and shines a brighter light on them, then people see who these people's true colors are, right? When you see their true colors, like Michael Jackson said, when you see their true colors, oh, yeah. it's a different story. And we have probably... In the last decade, with social media growing to the level that it has, I we see more of that. Lama Siri sees more of that than we probably have ever seen on the planet. And this is contributing to the confusion because people, you know, they go to their church and they expect that pastor to be shooting straight with them. And some are, and some aren't. And periodically sometimes they are and sometimes they're not and that even confuses them even more yeah. in other words when, when when they do it i was talking with a guy today and we were talking about a business person that this individual knows and he was talking about another business partner of this individual and i told the guy i said well these two guys they will um promote each other when it suits them but they'll also stick the knife in each other's back when it suits them and it's funny because they play this game and they've been playing it for a long time and they continue to play it and they allow each other to use each other it's yeah. it's absolutely amazing to me to watch and to be honest with you and they think they're both vibrating in 5D, right? They, they tell their people that they should be vibrating in 5D like them. And I got to tell you, that kind of behavior, it's not even high 3D. That's right. You know, this passive aggressive email and text. See, you, you can always tell, Jessica, in the yin Mercury retrograde cycle, because people's inside gets turned outside. Right. And if they're more on the dark on the inside, guess what? That comes out. If they're more on the light, that comes out. If they're spiritually grounded, they're still treating people nicely. They're still moving forward, getting things done. But if they're on the other side, they're screaming, they're pointing fingers at everybody. They're saying that person did this and this person did that. And the gossiping goes completely off the chart because they're wearing their heart on their sleeve and they're acting like somebody went to the pub and drunk one or too many beers 
and then their tongue starts to wag and they kind of over talk what they're able to deliver. And you see a lot of that. And the in, which means go within, gets revealed. And I call it kind of like, you know, the, um, the superhero character, Wonder Woman, right? She has this truth rope, right? She throws that truth rope. See, when you get hit with energy and light, you get hit with enough energy and light, you're going to speak the truth whether you want to or not. And it reminds you like somebody just having a little bit too much to drink. That's right. Yeah, one of your, your, your chakras are coming open, your throat chakra, may be able to speak your truth and- That's right. Tell your truth. That's right. So it, it, it's important. So it seems just to me that, you know, as long as your chakras are open, that whether you, you've had a vaccine, not saying which one, or you've not had a vaccine, say you have had that vaccine, you have had the vaccine and your chakras are open, you're going to be less affected by that vaccine. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have seen people take LSD and nothing happened to them. <laughs> and people almost think that's impossible. You don't know the power of your mind. First of yeah. all, most people have no idea. I've seen people take LSD and take heroin and it not affect them. So if that can happen, Sure. What does it tell us the power we really have inside mm -hmm. ourselves, right? So also let me speak to the fact that this, and I'm speaking now to the people who are really probably the most worried, right? Maybe they had it or and, and maybe they have it and they're just as scared that they have it and they're still trying to make the choice, right? And the key of it is, this is a beautiful thing. This is just pure science I'm going to share with you now. And that is cutting edge biochemistry to this day says that there's not a cell in your body that's ever more than seven years old. Not, not one cell. That most of those cells replenish somewhere between one and a six-year rotation. The cells in the liver being the filter of filters in the blood are the last cells that the change. But in the stomach where the autoimmune system is 75% rooted in the gut, they're changing all the time, okay? So that tells you your GI tract could be really rebuilt in a short period of time, all the time changing, right? Now on a molecular level, we're never more than 11 months old. So think about this for a minute. If there, every cell in my body could be, is going to be replenished in seven years, and on a molecular level, because everybody's been talking about, you know, what is the molecular code of some vaccine, right? They're all talking about it. If you're never more than 11, so between molecular and cellular, you're never more than seven years old anyhow. That's right. So what, what people really should be asking is why are we aging? That's, that's the real question. See, see, there's no real such thing as dis-ease. What there is, there's this thing called aging that most people surrender to. And how the aging thing works is that we have two sorts of DNA inside. If you're really human, I'm not talking about if you're some kind of clone 
or you're some kind of extraterrestrial, whatever, that's a whole different conversation. But if you're, if you're human, then you've got two different DNAs in you. You've got the bloodline passed down from our parents that basically Judean Christian scripture calls that the lineage of Levi, okay? It goes all the way back to our Jewish roots, right? But then Paul speaks of this being Melchizedek that is spoken in Genesis that Abraham, the father of Judean Christianity and really Muslim religion, father of three religions, is tithing 10% of his spoil to a being. Obviously, the being must be, in his opinion, somebody very spiritual reference and someone very close to God when we know we're really supposed to be tithing to God. So think about that. Think about those roots. Then Paul in Hebrews brings him up in his last epistle where he's talking to his brethren. Who are his brethren? There are spiritual sisters and brothers that grew up with him from childhood whose parents were Pharisees and Sanhedrin like his were. So we're talking about academia too, because these were the most, these were the most academic trained. So what's Paul doing here? He's trying to make a case of merging the Old and New Testament together. He's trying to make a case from the lineage of Abraham through Melchizedek, what that connection was. He brings up Enoch, and then he talks about Master Rabbi Jesus, and he brings Melchizedek after, and he talks about two priesthoods. Well, in the talking of two priesthoods, in order to classify one, he calls forever. And the other one, he says, these priests died. This bloodline dies. This bloodline doesn't die. See, in a human, we have both. Mm -hmm. Human has God's DNA in it that he says comes from the lineage of Melchizedek. And then we have the blood lineage that comes from uh, Levi. So here we are. What really determines people's health, that most people don't know this and haven't been taught this, but the Lama Seri has been teaching this for 3,000 years. Really what determines health and longevity is which DNA are they going to honor? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You can understand if you think God doesn't exist and you do little to no spiritual practices, then if you get 70 to 80 years, consider that in itself a blessing. But wouldn't it make sense if I got just a little bit educated in God's way and God's law and I did a little bit more prayer and meditation daily to pay homage to him? I learned how to breathe not only oxygen, but his spirit we call energy. Right. I learned to move energetically like his spirit says to move and the angels say to move. Wouldn't it make sense that we could tap and ignite and stimulate and set on fire 
more of his DNA inside of us. And by the way, it takes enough of his DNA just to put you through second birth that Jesus was talking about. Wouldn't it make sense that we would have a little bit more longevity than the unbelievers? Well, scripture tells us that. If you go back to Genesis, we see longevity anywhere from 120 to 969 years. Oh, yeah. Right? But during the same time on the planet, is the Judean story is playing out primarily between Egypt and the Middle East, which uh, uh, what is happening in the country of India. About that same time, Krishna is on the earth, which means Christ of Asia. His cohort, Arginia, is beside him. And they're riding in the chariots going through what was called the Holy War. And the subtitle of the Bhagavad Gita, which is one of their holy books, it would be considered their gospel, is that the subtitle underneath says the war of the immortals. And why does it say that? Because if you go back to the last golden age, then that's prior to Krishna's range, we had who they would have called Christ, which was a being by the name of Lord Ram, R-A-M. And according to their second holy book that they hold deal, which is called the Ramayana, that Lord Ram and his consort Sita, which later became his queen and his king, he was the king. It says they lived 10,000 years in the physical body, right? Now, a lot of people in India and across the world say, oh, this is folklore, you know, like, like, like Greek mythology. They want to, they want to sell it that way. Let me tell you, there are some pious Indians that don't think it's folklore at all. No more than you think the Old or New Testament is folklore. How would the average Christian or Jewish person love to be told that their Bible, right, or the five books or Moses was folklore, right? I don't think they'd like that too much. Right. Well, if, if you say that about the Ramayana, so we see 120 to 969, and then we see 2,500 to 10,000, right? Now, when you run the time frame, you'll actually see that Genesis was not huge longevity. It was already the fall of man had been going on for a time. Mm-hmm. Because after Lord Ram's reign, the next four to 5,000 years, the longevity starts to go down, 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 down. When it gets to just about 1,000 to 2,000 years in the physical body, isn't it interesting? Simultaneously, Genesis is happening in the Middle East. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. So what I've been trying to teach people for years is when you're reading books, the holy books of India, and you're looking at your Old Testament, and you see the Andalivian patriarchs, spirit, spiritual patriarchs, and you see the longevity 
it's simultaneously happening on the planet, which again proves that the people who have the dark agenda will always try to separate religion, separate us from one another. They love for us to get on a bandwagon and say, you know, my daddy's better than your daddy. My religion's better than you. My Jesus is better than Krishna. They love to do that. Whereas the people of the light, you know what they're doing? They're bringing us all together. They're telling us all the holy books of God are different chapters of the same book of one God. Yep. Different cultures. See, before the concept of Unitarian Jessica existed, Lamasary was preaching Unitarianism, different cultures, different times. See, you got to get on a calculator and you have to do 6.5 times 24,000 years and to realize how long human beings have been working toward higher consciousness. Because we've had a day and night of God six and a half times. We're in the early swing. In other words, of this 12,000 year cycle, going back through the, the beginning of the day of God again, we're only into that cycle 2,000 years. That was the whole reason for the birth of Christ. To turn, to, to, to kick the cycle back. Bingo. That's why in scriptures it says the light entered the darkness and the darkness knew it not. Right. Because light gives consciousness, right? It does. So 2000, well, about 17th century, God says, you know what? We're going to put it in second gear. We're going to speed it up a little bit. And when you look at the last 300 years, what's being created on this planet you can see the whole industrial revolution coming to being, right? right? You can see going through the Renaissance, that whole mindset. See, I could, I, Lama series has been around 3,000 years. I can make a case and say, if, if I draw two circles and I put the 300 years in the center, and then I put the 3,000 years in an outside circle, I can make a case that more things have been created communicated and spiritual transformation and civic rights and evolution of consciousness has happened more in those 300 years than the whole 3,000 years put together. You see? <laughs> and it, it, it's an easy argument to make, right? Who, who could, if you know just a little bit of history, you know that's true, right? Mm -hmm. So what is going to happen? In the next, let's say, 60 to 120 years, people have no idea what's getting ready to happen. But it's going to be a lot more than people just vibrating 4D and 5D. I can tell you that. Yeah, Lava Series been getting prepared for this forever. Yeah. So, going to see people live longer, I, and that's. Oh, we could we could see if we just look at insurance tables, right? So, mortality was the lowest level. It's about the 15th, 16th century during King Henry's time, right? Because a man was lucky if he lived beyond 36, a woman beyond 42. Now look at the insurance tables today. 
It's mm -hmm. 77 to 78 for a male, 82 to 83 for a female. They've more than doubled, you yeah. see? Yeah. So, and that's, that's just grouping everybody together. Why is it so difficult to understand that there's a lamasery that has produced people who've lived well over a hundred. I tell people we had people living over a hundred, even at King Henry's time when the males were not living beyond 36. Sure. Which made it a bigger deal now. Right. We have produced more people living over a hundred and 300 years old than anybody else on the planet in the last 3000 years. You'd have to go back to the last golden age with Lord Ram, and that is talking 12 to 18,000 years ago. You'd have to go back that far to find anybody of any community that had somebody living beyond 500 to 1,000 years, let alone five to 10,000 years. But if you understand God's DNA, and you really believe in God, why would not you think that God's DNA could trump Levi's DNA in us or our parents' mm -hmm. DNA in us, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't we think that? So that's true. Yeah. Well, it's been great being with you. Great being with you too. Thank you. This has been such great information and uh, wonderful with my audience. And um, it gives people hope because, you know, you hear so much of the, uh, you hear both sides about the any kind of vaccine in general sure and, um, it's, and it, a lot of it and it's fear driven and we want exactly. people not to react right jessica we want exactly. people to get education exactly right. so it, it gives people that hope factor and just goes to show we're so much more than like like you say than than plumbing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> our yeah, electromagnetic or our, our body or you know we're electromagnetic biological beings that's what right. we are and uh full of energy and full of love we just have to ignite it and we That's have right. to look in the mirror and appreciate who we are yep my god appreciates you and me yeah yep yep so i'll see you soon yes you soon thank you so much god bless all right take care god bless you okay bye-bye this has been the holistic keto goddess podcast with jessica ankaya follow the holistic keto goddess on social media like Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions about today's show or how you can live a healthier life, visit HolisticKetoGoddess.com and go more in-depth with blogs and healthy living resources. Like, share, subscribe, and listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast with Jessica Ankaya.